Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. My name is Paul Sickle. Good evening. And we are definitely from an undisclosed location. Oh, now more than ever. Yeah, did you see the thing about DOJ, the Department of Justice, coming after um, the people who signed up to go to the January 20th like women's protests or the disrupt January 20th protests? Yeah, there's a there's some scary stuff going on. Uh, the Justice Department is demanding 1.3 million IP addresses uh, related to the this uh, Trump resistance site, and they are requesting uh, they're requesting this from uh, DreamHost. Right. And so it's tied up in uh, court right now. They're fighting it, thankfully, um, you know, on First Amendment grounds. But that, that is a, that is a scary thing. And it's well, just set off uh, more than bells. First Amendment. I mean, it's a foundation of First Amendment. Absolutely. It's a right to free speech and, and free assembly and yeah, both of them. That is a that is a scary thing, and that should send chills. Well, it almost makes me think like that. I don't want to do a podcast anymore <laughs> because um, I'm afraid that you know some Trump goon squad will come down and hunt me down and and you know throw me in prison for the rest of my life. Well. I mean, doing, uh, you know, dissent, uh, offering a dissenting opinion. It's that. De- I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's uh, it's serving the purpose of, uh, hey, or maybe I should uh, back off and not get involved. Well, I don't, I mean, don't you think that's their point? Of course it is, because they don't know that this is gonna. They, they probably don't even think they're gonna be able to do it. But it's sending a message that, like, right. hey, hey, you got you got you got a family, you got a you got a house, you got a good job. Right. Maybe uh, maybe you should uh, you know, keep your Maybe you don't clean. mind dying, but maybe your family does. Right. Uh, I mean, that, and that's a fucking scary thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's time we start calling it the Trump-Pence program. Yeah. Just in case uh, it comes to that. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're talking tonight. Um, it is um, the 15th of August. Yes. Um, and we've seen a number of existential threats to what any of us would consider to be America or free society in the last few weeks. Um, what we- only escalating over the last several days um, into a point where we have a president almost celebrating Nazi extremists uh, as they rally, which does really harken back to the early 30s. Uh, in Germany, and it, it's, and I don't know enough about my uh, Italian fascist history, but all I know is that this is as uncomfortable as I've ever been living in this country, and I've I've lived all forty of my years in this country. It's it's really, I never thought I would witness a, a U.S. president behaving in su- in such a fashion. So he, we all know the uh, the tragedy that occurred over the weekend in Charlottesville. Uh, the attack, the, the terrorist the, attack yes. that, that occurred, that like mowed down an innocent civilian who simply was expressing her constitutional rights. Yep. That led to, frankly, the crash of two law enforcement officers who were integral to the security, the homeland security of the people of, of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Absolutely. And, and they got in a crash. I mean, this this Nazi protest led to the deaths of three people in Virginia this yeah. weekend. No, it's, it, was, it was awful. And there was, there was numerous other injuries and people that were beaten. And so the, the, the initial statement that uh, the president put out was, 
you know that there Equivocal. was <laughs> right. It was moral it was, moral, equi- moral equivalency that there was there was there was hatred and bigotry. We condemn this on many sides, on many sides. And then ridiculous. and then he's you know obviously received a lot of criticism from from Republicans and Democrats over the, over the few uh, days, right. uh, a couple of days. And then Monday, yesterday, he comes out. No, it was today. Oh, yes. Oh, Ye- yesterday. Yesterday, he came out and had to, had to issue a more pointed sort statement about white right supremacy. Thing. Right. Well, it, it was obviously a prepared statement, and, and there had been enough of, of you know, antagonization of him probably behind the scenes that, like, you know, he realized he had to do something to kind of change the narrative. So he, he did that he yesterday. Totally undid anything he did that was reasonable on Monday. Uh, today, 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 yeah, or almost yesterday. Where he went Tuesday. out, he, he went out, he went at a tirade against uh, against the media and talked about how they're not reporting uh, all the violence on the quote unquote alt left, which I guess is a new team, new term that he just invented. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's this, there's this moral equivalency now. That, he also uh, basically said that the people protesting uh, the Nazis had no right to do so. Yeah. And uh, which is... Because really, they didn't have a... What, they didn't have a permit? Okay. <laughs> is that, is so, that what it was? So, I mean, we still have people who fought and uh, next to people who died fighting the Nazis. Yeah. Still alive. And uh, some of them are still able to speak. I mean, they're, they're getting much older today. And I think... Trump thinks he can get away with this because he knows that very few of them are left. But I would really like to hear from someone who helped fight the Nazis, helped, you know, Warren was part of the 82nd Airborne. For instance, there was a guy wearing an 82nd Airborne hat at one of those stupid stupid Nazi rallies. And I'd like to hear from them and say, what is the, you know, what do you think of the president? Saying that the people fighting against the Nazis in the streets of America today are, you know, the moral equivalent, like, equivalent of the Nazis. Yeah. I mean, you and, and hundreds of thousands of other Americans died uh, or fought against and hundreds of thousands of your brothers and sisters did die fighting against. The 82nd Airborne actually did uh, put out a statement. About, yeah, about I, I heard. I heard that yeah. it was a little um, convoluted, but they were pissed off. I of could course. tell that. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was. It, I would say it was unequivocal, but it wasn't exactly. It was something to the extent of you know anyone can purchase a hat, and you know valor is earned. You know that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. No, I would like to just hear what. I'd like to hear what more of them would say. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's it's not really something easy to do. No. No. I can speak, though, for my grandfather who fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. I think it would be... He may be turning over his grave right now. I think there are probably many I mean, of them And are. he's been in his grave for 30-some years. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, he was... Uh, you know, he was suspicious of Reagan. I don't know what he would think of Trump. Oh, yeah. I mean, both, both of my uh, grandfathers served in the, in the war as well. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... It, the fact that this is taking place... It's one thing, yeah, fine. Say it's free speech. Call it, you know, call it out what, you know, bad speech can be answered by, by opposition speech, all that stuff. But to have the president of the United, president States, United States, you have to leave. basically, basically certify this as legitimate. I mean, he said, he said it today. He said there were, there were very fine people on both sides. Yeah. At the Charlottesville White Supremacist Rally. I mean, r- really? Actually, fine people on both sides? 
No, he spoke in favor of sedition today. It's right. He's the president of the United States who spoke in favor of sedition. He talked about how they're um, tearing down now the Robert E. Lee statue. Mm-hmm. And then what's next? George Washington, uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> he started, he was criticizing people for tearing down the statue of a, of a leader of a, of a rebel government. Yeah. That threatened to overthrow the United States of America. Absolutely. That's what it was. These stars and stripes are, were never, were never, there's a reason they had stars and bars. They yep. were never Robert E. Lee's flag. Yeah. Robert E. Lee made a choice to join the Confederacy, and he did that. And um, Stonewall Jackson, that, but, you know, a lot of them. We're relitigating the Civil War here. We are. And... And this is, I mean, in this course, day and age, yeah, this is what it's come to that we have to that we have to re we have to go over this stuff again, and and and, and play this stuff back out and make me make people realize that are defending these folks that these these were but people these aren't Americans we, no they, they were tre- they, they were, were treasonous individuals treasonous. they were Absolutely. trying to destroy America yes America won yep and that's what set up America to win help win World War One for the Allies yeah that's what set up America. To win World War II and defeat Nazism mm-hmm. once and for all. That's what set up America to help defeat the Cold War enemy. And that's what set up America to even help inspire the uh, Arab Spring yeah. and work with, uh, you know, to end bin Laden's threat to this country. I mean, that's what set up America to be the first country that. Um, you know, elected a minority head of state yes. among uh, Western countries. I mean, it was the, this is a great country, and these people are completely against it. Robert E. Lee was a rebel against it. Yep. We have the President of the United States today complaining about people taking down a rebel to his country. Well, He's a, a man in charge. And a lot of these, this, I think this has been lost, although it's, there's been some reporting around it. A lot of these statues and monuments, they didn't, they didn't go up, you know, in, in the 1860s and 1870s. These, these largely went up during in, the, in the 20th centuries. They, they went up in the, in the 1900s, right. you know, early to mid 1900s, and and during the Jim Crow era as a, as a, as a way of you know bring of. Certifying that culture. It's Jim Crow slash KKK era. Yes. It was the same thing. And so now a new KKK wants to arise mm-hmm. and appropriate tiki torches from a poor company in Menominee Falls right, and make right. some. I have some in well, my like, garage. Tiki torches are nice. They shouldn't be appropriate. They're, 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 they're very nice. They, they keep the mosquitoes away. They provide you know nice oh, ambiance for oh, your backyard. It's great. And then these... These fuckers gonna come around exactly. and give, them, give it a bad name. I'd call them cowards, and they are cowards still. Absolutely, I mean, they, they, are. they you know they they don't have the hood over them, but they're still cowards. And, you know, one thing I want to ask you about though, Scott, is yeah, and this isn't to give any credence to anything Trump says, but what about some of the leftist protesters who wear those face masks? Yeah, those those what are those uh, bandanas over their faces? Mm-hmm. You think it's uh, they think they should show their faces? Yep. Well, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I think I, I think if I, you're going to get out there and, and 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 make your voice heard, I think you should be willing to you know put yourself out there. Literally. I get that it might be a little risky, but these guys, I saw them thing over their faces. They were the ones throwing mm-hmm. confetti on the Seattle police yeah. and trying to provoke right. a reaction 
on Sunday when I was watching that confrontation. And I've seen them around here at our demonstrations here. I, I actually know people who do that. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little... Well, I don't it, think it's cowardly, but I think it's weak. Well, isn't it this? The, isn't it the same? It's it's kind of the, the the it's the way to demonstrate while still kind of being a Twitter troll, you know, where you're kind of anonymous behind a keyboard, you're, right. but you're anonymous in no. public. I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing. You're not willing to you're not willing to put yourself on the line. Here's the other thing. I actually think that the other side, the right, the fascists are infiltrating these groups, and I every time I oh, yeah. see well, it's been shown somebody on the left. At a protest, trying to mix things up, turn a little bit more violent, turn a little bit more, you know, let's get a ruckus going. Yeah. Every time I see them do that, it's always the guys with the masks, and I wonder which side are they on. Right. And they're always white guys, too. I, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. They, they always are. You know, if you're concealing your identity and you're supposedly on the progressive side of tolerance, but then you're trying to... Fuck with police, and then right. the next thing you know, you're creating a headline, and you're like besmirching well, the entire reputation of the Black Lives Matter movement. What's going on? I mean, stuff, like, seriously, come out. There was stuff in what the, your colors are. Like, like, what do you really believe in here? No, there was there, there was infiltration in, during, during the 2016 campaign. I mean, there were alt right supporters that were showing up at anti Trump rallies with like rape Melania signs mm. and that kind of stuff to. Obviously, give a bad rap to these folks, you know, while they while these right. signs appear on CNN. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I didn't know about that actually. Yeah. I did. I didn't know about in 2016 uh, guys like Scott Fovel on our side um, inciting, trying to incite people at Trump primary rallies to mm. promote Trump. Yeah, um, during the primary because they thought that was the only candidate Hillary could beat. So, I mean, there's a little bit of this on both sides. Yeah. I'm sorry I sound like Trump here. Yeah, what the, the hell, past, In this day, now that the election's over and yeah. fascism won, the vast majority of American voters, I'll say, did not mean to vote for that, which means a certain level of Trump supporters, probably at least a quarter of them, did not mean to vote for fascism. Well, his approval rating is, what, uh, 34% according to all the recent polls? He's got this baseline now of... Low 30s in support. And who are those 30 to 34 percent? It's, it, these are the people, these are the people that he's afraid to call out because he knows that if he calls those guys out and they abandon him, well, then, it, then what's next? Is it approval rating dropped to the 20s because right. they're going to abandon him? He, he knows that he got elected with the support of these folks, with the David Dukes of the world and all, all their minions. Do you think the David Dukes of the world are 30 percent? I don't know what they are. I just know that they're. I think they're more than we thought uh, that they were before this le- this last election. I don't think. I don't think most people thought they were as powerful as they as they were. That they, that they made up. No that they made up enough enough of the population. There's no question. Make a difference. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I I'm just trying to figure out what what they actually amount to. Well, I think that you know, let's just say it's 34 percent. That's the most recent poll I've seen, and. Uh, a, a good chunk of that is, you know, these folks that that align with that ideology, this this alt right mentality, and then the others are are just loyalist Republicans who 
are tribalist in their right. approach to politics, and you know it's it's us versus them, and my guy can do no wrong, and the other side can do all wrong, and right. Well, I matter. also think there's that whole religious conservative thing where oh sure you have uh, you're using like political you're, extremists yeah. where you have people who probably believe in a fairer system, a fairer world, but some religious groups have gotten them into a viewpoint. I mean, not unlike what we see in the. Some of the countries with Sharia law, for yeah. instance, where you see people get kind of whooped into some sort of frenzy. That I think you know, I think observing the behavior of the you know of the the Christian right, I guess for for one example, I, I think if if he's if he's able to get them Supreme Court nominees and, and pass legislation that's favorable to them, I think that's good enough. Right. For them. They want to see abortion ban. Right. I mean I don't think they care about a lot of this other stuff that he's talking it's, about. So but. what will they do there's a pretty good chance that Roe v. Wade will get overturned. Um uh, we'll do? see. What I think a lot, that, do after a lot of that depends on Anthony Kennedy and how long he's gonna stick around. Apparently he's sticking around at least another year. Okay. Based okay. on all reports, but uh, well, you, know, I don't you know. need three more years for that. And yeah. then, well, I and uh, maybe. you also have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, That's, who's not exactly well. We need to like, I we, we should probably publish an address at the in, in D.C. for her, where people can send all their best vitamins and uh, <laughs> maybe uh, healthy, uh, healthy recipes. Supreme Court term limits <laughs> or something like that. She should have bowed out yeah. when Obama was. There should be some rule that you have to bow out when your uh, same party president well, is, is in. But I don't think no, like, like everybody else. I think she was probably surprised that uh, that she wouldn't. Uh, she said she'd move to New Zealand uh, if Trump won. He did. Yeah. She's not. We so, really don't want her moving to no, New Zealand. Please don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is no. I I know that uh, people in Planned Parenthood are talking about this. The Roe v. Wade being so. Yeah, what's what's the contingency? What what is the contingency plan? I guess is. I mean, and it goes back to the states, right? So then the uh, the the fight. It, although it's it's already been kind of happening that way, right? Because there's so a the, lot of the, activity the, at the, the state restrictions level. Restrictions are so so high now. Right? Well, because the, right. the Republicans controlling as many state legislatures as they do, like here in Wisconsin, they're laying the groundwork for. If and when right. the Supreme Court makes that decision that uh, that rolls back Roe v. Wade, then all the laws that are uh, in place in the states that are currently being, you know, challenged in the federal court because they conflict with uh, uh, the Roe v. Wade decision, those that all becomes moot, and then it all goes back to whatever your state legislature Like not even you know, I understand that this is a very uh, controversial issue or what have you. But what will obviously happen is really horrible things. Yes. And ugly things. We're going to have to refight the same battles that happened a generation or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, and relearn the lessons that obviously we, not enough of us learned the first time. Right. Right. It's just, exactly. This is really frustrating. Well, you, I mean, <laughs> but that's what I, I'm talking to. like, you know, your wife has a miscarriage. Mm hmm. And then, then you have all to do an investigation. You're all in, under subject criminal yeah. investigation. Like even like stuff that people who would be consider themselves very pro life yeah. would not tolerate. Yeah. Like the people that think that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what, what they'll really Well, do. maybe right. Maybe the fallout from something like that is if we come if it comes to that point, unfortunately. 
it's it's one of those be careful what you wish for situations where you know people are all gung ho about being quote unquote right. pro life, and then all of a sudden, yeah, their their daughter has miscarriage, and all of a sudden, uh, the evidence unfortunately puts them into question, and then you know there's a whole there's a whole to do. They got to get an attorney. They got to go to court. They got it's a whole. As Feingold used to say, keep the government out of the bedroom. There you go. Or, or the doctor's office, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Really, I mean, other than make sure that people can get to the doctor's office, yeah. that's what the government ought to do: is make sure you can get, make sure everybody can sleep in a bedroom, and mm-hmm. then make sure everybody can go to a doctor's office. Those seem to be two to. good priorities. I would, uh, I would be fully supportive of that. Campaign. The other part would be eat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Paul Wellstone, the late Senator Wellstone, used to say, um, kitchen table issues. Yeah. Talk to me about good health care, a good education, and a good job. If you want to talk about anything else, you're, you're missing the point. Sounds like a foundation for a good gubernatorial campaign. Do we have any, uh, any news on that front in the, here in the great state of Wisconsin? So I see Walker is totally vulnerable. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's always been underwater. He just got another really bad poll. The Foxconn thing seems to be backfiring. Yeah. A I don't little know, bit, at least. I don't know how that's all going to play out. I think, it, yeah, I think they thought it was going to be more popular off the bat than it than It, it looks was. like a desperation move when you start looking at the price tag, yes. which is way beyond any public subsidy anybody's ever seen. Yeah. At least here in Wisconsin, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that, that the Foxconn thing is definitely it's not sailing through the legislature. It's uh, it's definitely it'll it'll, it's, it'll win. I, it'll, well, there's gonna go be through. there's gonna be some serious arm twisting. Now, what the fallout is from that, I don't know because I I still think I mean, yeah we got a 64 35 Republican majority in the Assembly, 1913 Senate, mm-hmm. mostly because of gerrymandering. I mean the electoral results are much closer. What is it? Fifty-three, forty-seven. I think last year, yeah. um, toward the Republicans in the legislature, and that, now they have like sixty-seven percent of the seats. Right. Or something ridiculous I know. like it's that. Just, it's so skewed. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, fifty-three percent gets you sixty-seven percent when you gerrymandered the fuck out of a place. But when you're talking about the governor's race, obviously that's a that's a winner-take-all scenario. So. Yeah, the gerrymandering will not help Scott Walker. No, so I. I I'm thinking about voters, voters upstate, you know, like in uh, Dave Volby's old district, and uh, which is like Wausau through Superior. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what the fuck do those people care Ryan about Lander. about Foxconn? I mean, why, why do they want their tax dollars to go fund that co- a Chinese company to, to you know, right. well, hire, some, hire all, some people from Illinois? Now they said, oh, maybe we'll, we'll put a plant in Madison. I don't think it's close enough. I think that's a that's a lot of right. that's a lot of bullshit right there. Even if they did, uh, I mean, right? You, you, the big I think thing that's Paul Soglin trying to get people to come. Yeah, right. trying to trying to t- right, piggyback right. on that. But, How many? Yeah. De- let's name all the Democrats we can think of that say they're running for governor. So we got Soglin, Bob Harlow, Kathy Vinehouse. Kathy Vinehouse. She announced Is that's that a, a uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think so. She filed the papers anyway. That's the first one I could think of that's like even remotely legitimate. Uh, Dana Walks, that would be another one. Mike McCabe. Mike McCabe. He has a following. Who else? Oh, Andy Gronick. That's Andy six. Gronick. Gronick. I think that's it. Gronick's rich, so... Uh, Tim Collins not running, right? He, no, uh, he's he out. Said he said he's not. He's, he's out. out, so okay. 
Soglin is kind of toying with the idea. Yeah, well, then I don't know. Matt don't know Flynn has talked is. about Matt Flynn it. Is another one. But as we, we talked about before the show, but like maybe Gronick and Matt Flynn maybe going after the same same group. same pool of support, so maybe one or one of them maybe you know, uh right, comes out. Right. Uh Malin Mitchell's talked about it, we'll see. Uh, we've got I think that covers it. Yeah. At any rate, this is looks like dead air time. We'd probably get this all cut off. <laughs> so I think we should wrap this one up. We yeah. don't have a real spicy one today. Um, we had the Alabama primaries for Senate. We assume that would go to the right. Yeah. I think we're now in agreement that Trump's got to go. Yeah. I mean, not just in the election. That The problem I have is that you're stuck with Pence then. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, could you actually do it where you impeach Trump, then Pence, before they appoint a vice president? Well, that gets the majority vote. I mean, for, and then and then you get actually the Speaker of the House, which in theory could be uh, Nancy Pelosi or yeah. a Democrat if it's after the twenty eighteen election. I, I I don't see that. That's a. It's a long shot that impeachment could even happen because it has to go through both the House and the Senate, and the chances are they're not going to take the Senate next year. He's seditious. So, so let's assume let's assume you can get. He's uh, seditious against what the Civil War was about. So let's assume you can actually accomplish impeaching Trump. Now, I think it's such a long shot that after... Yeah, if you're able to, 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 to get Trump impeached, I think it would be it's such a long shot at that point to go after Pence because I think there would be such a... We, we, we will have been fighting this whole battle as a country for several years... I think there would be a lot of, I, th- I think at that point the Republicans would abandon Trump for one thing and they would rally behind Pence and they would be like, okay, the president Pence has, has been there and waiting the whole time has been, a, I mean. And they'll find ways to, they'll find ways to exonerate him from the, the sins of the, of the president and they'll say, no, we need to rally behind him. The country has a job to do. We've got big issues. We've got North Korea. Hopefully that whole situation has blown up at that point. Well, all that's it's, true. All that's true. I just wonder if there's a way. I mean, you have to you keep in mind impeachment is a political exercise, and it's not it's not just strictly like a, a, a legal exercise. And there's a lot of factors that go into the I momentum. Agree. I mean, we we witnessed it not long ago. I mean, we remember, we all remember how how the Clinton impeachment thing played like, out. What, did technically did he violate the law? Lying under oath? Yeah, of course he did. Sure. But was he convicted? No, because nobody really thought that was that important. Of a it didn't rise to the level of what we're dealing with today, for one thing. Nothing so. close to it. <laughs> On um, that note. Uh, so, I mean, this really was a very bad day for America, unfortunately. And I, um, I am proud to call myself an American, but I'm so embarrassed by my leadership, I, I don't know what, I'm almost speechless. The good thing is, is we're not alone. And I think with the majority of this country is, is 100% behind that sentiment. So rise up, resist and forward. Forward, everybody. Forward.